they cry. Did you hear our children sing the song away in the manger? <laughs> Do you hear that line about no crying you made? Better check with Mary about that. That baby was crying quite a bit when we got there. Babies. Huh. It's kind of interesting. Uh. Oh, there we go. Another logger. Boy Scouts, you know. <laughs> I don't know what to call it nowadays, but. You know, this is kind of a special night. You see, we're here about a person. About a person that came as a baby. And you know something? I was there. I experienced it. And I want to share with you what happened that night. I want to share with you some of the story of what happened. You see, I'm one of the shepherds. First, I probably should tell you a little bit about, first of all, my name is Mordecai. But I should probably tell you a little bit about uh, my kind of people, the shepherds. A little bit about what they're like, what they faced, and what went on, because it will help you understand a little bit of what happens a little later in this story. You see, we don't get many visitors out here. People don't come as tourists stop and say, oh, look at the shepherds. Can we stand by you and have our pictures? For one thing, we don't smell all that good. You see, we're out with the shepherd, the flocks most of the time. We don't get in for a shower or a bath very often, and uh, so they don't want to hang out around us. And you know, we're one of the lowest classes of people, probably the lepers just below us, you know, but we're kind of at the bottom rung of the social ladder. Now, those people down in Jerusalem, oh, wow. It's a whole different thing down there. Those people know how to live. And I guess you'd call it kind of we're on the other side of the tracks or we're the riffraff or uh, the down and outers. Now, those proper folk in Jerusalem, nothing to do with us other than to use our sheep. They think that we're all thieves, and, well, some of us are, but, but that's a stereotype, because that's not the way we are. Well, I don't know, does this smell bother you? I, I hope not. <laughs> I love these dark, clear nights. You see, last night, the sky was so clear, the stars, it was just amazing, just incredible. The air is so fresh. You know, it's better than being cooped up in the city, I think. And even though I wish that I could get to temple a little more often, because I love God, I worship God. Think of King David for a moment. He was a shepherd. That's how he started out before he became king and started living in Jerusalem. He was out in the fields just like I am. That night was like a thousand other nights. They all kind of run together. We were tired, it was quiet, occasional bleeding of the sheep or whatever, but, you know, the fire really felt good. But suddenly, suddenly the darkness was split into a blinding flash, and we fell on the ground in fear because we had never seen or experienced anything like that before. You can imagine the night being interrupted that way. I recall kind of covering my head with my robe just so that the, uh, I wouldn't get blind from the brightness because it was bright. It was incredible. And then there was this figure, this, this being, I don't know quite how to explain it. It wasn't another shepherd. You know, it was, it was a messenger, we realized, from God. A messenger that came. Now, I read the Torah, 
And I've heard about some of the appearances of God and his angels to people like Moses and the burning bush, you know, and then the pillar of flame at nighttime that guided the people of Israel and all that. But this was different. This was different. And we were frightened out of our minds. <laughs> First thing the angel said to us is, don't be afraid. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, we were scared spitless. And he went on and he told us, over there, over there, across those fields and hills in Bethlehem, a Messiah is born. Well, I'd heard that word Messiah. That's what we have been praying for. But he said the Messiah was born, the one that all Israelites had been waiting for so long. And then he told us to go and to find him, to seek him. And we were to seek him in a feeding trough, kind of like that one. And we were supposed to find this Messiah in that? He was going to be there wrapped in cloths. My mind was racing. I had all sorts of crazy thoughts. You know, nobody's going to believe me if I tell my folks at home about this. You know, should I get all dressed up in my temple best? Well, I don't have a temple best. This is pretty much it. But the angel said, in a cave, in a cave, an animal stall, kind of a barn type of thing, I guess you call it now. Well, there, our smell, we wouldn't have to worry about it. A barn, after all, you know. We'd kind of blend right in. But then, collecting my wits and getting my mind off myself, I thought, is this where the Messiah, the King of Kings, the Savior and Lord, is this where he should be? In a stall? In a manger? Wrapped in cloths? He should not be wrapped in rags in a cattle stall or a sheep pen. He should be wrapped in purple and gold, regal colors. He shouldn't be in a barn. He should be born in a palace or maybe in the temple. But then, what did I know? I'm just a shepherd. And we were just kind of coming to grips with this news, and suddenly the angel was joined by an army of angels. And they were coming down from everywhere. And they were filling the sky. And they began to praise God, saying, Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Goodwill to all. I had never heard rolling thunder louder than their booming voices. And we were astonished and awed all over again. Then, then they finished. And as quickly as they had come, poof, they were gone. And the night was a thousand stars, dark and quiet and still. We kind of looked around at one another, me and the other guys, sheep were safely in for the night we started to talk a little bit with each other about what had just happened and we couldn't hardly believe it even hearing it from one another we'd all seen the same thing Bethlehem was crowded that night but we'll go anyway and so we went we went we finally found the stable behind this place and a man at the door that we assumed was uh, probably the, the baby's father, he stopped us. And so we began to share a little bit about what had happened and why we were there and, and what we wanted and so on. We just wanted to worship the Messiah. And I think I heard the small voice and it was the baby's mother saying, it's okay, Joseph, let them in. 
And so we went in, weaving through the stalls to the back of this cave barn. There in the manger, a little baby, a little baby. It was kind of amazing, actually. Didn't look half bad. <laughs> Looked pretty good. But what could a shepherd do? What could we offer? What could we bring the Messiah? We were the least in society, as I mentioned before. And we fell on our knees before him. We bowed down. And we praised him. And we praised the Almighty God. And then we got up and... and I was kind of appointed the spokesperson, I guess, and so I told Mary and Joseph, blow by blow, of exactly what had happened that night. The angels coming, the angels speaking, the angels choir. It was just amazing, like our little kiddos up here today. It was just wonderful. And then all of a sudden, they were gone again. And they told us about this baby, and they told us what would happen with this baby. And so we came. We came to see it for ourselves. We came to praise and to worship him. And I know you're probably thinking, this is pretty crazy. Shepherds? I mean, why shepherds? Why would the almighty God, the Lord of the universe, choose lowly shepherds to be the first witnesses of the birth of the Messiah? Huh. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'll tell you. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. It was the most powerful experience of my life. I will never forget it. I finished, and the stable became quiet. Maybe that's where that second verse comes from, in a way, in the manger. Because it was all of a sudden just very quiet, and we were all looking at this little baby Messiah. And after we had worshipped the child, we left. And outside of the stable, we got to talk with one another. Well, what do we do now? People need to hear about the Savior. And the Savior has been born, this one that we had prayed for all these years, that God is speaking to us again. And so we left, glorifying and praising God and telling everybody we met along the way that the baby has been born, the Messiah has been born. People thought we were crazy, but we didn't care. The Messiah was born. I think that's why Pastor Bill wanted me to share with you tonight that you too, each one of you, might believe that in fact the Messiah was born and that that Messiah came for the salvation of all of humankind. And if God can use shepherds to share the good news, he can use each and every one of you. The only requirement is that you have him in your life that you invite him to come in as your Messiah, that you receive him, and then that you leave here praising him and telling others about the experience, the encounter you had with the living one of God. Let him gift your life. Receive him into your life today. Receive God's gift of life. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you for the miracle of Christmas and the real story of this holiday season and the provision of our God for each and every one of us. No one left out, no one too bad, 
Even the shepherds were witnesses to this event. May we be witnesses as well. And I pray, Lord, if there's somebody here that doesn't know you and has questions, that they'll call us and let's talk. But maybe they're ready tonight to say, God, I've tried everything else and it hasn't worked. God, come into my life. Thank you for this Jesus, this Messiah that came for all of humankind, that came for me and each one of you. We pray this in your name. Amen.